Welcome back to uh, part three of the Chronophiles with Parker X, Brett Galvin, Brett Wood, and uh, myself. And uh, we're just going to kind of keep beating this subject up a little bit. We were just trying to figure out where we go with it from here and um, talking about what sort of demand comes back and how you can draw people into your facility um, and market to them, whether it's and what kind of people do you want coming back into your facility? Are you preferring early birds? Do you want people that show up at a certain all at a certain time? Uh, what are you going to do to keep your business alive and working and actually make that asset continue to work for you? Do you make every second space available initially and, and provide some sort of social distance, comfort parking? <laughs> uh, odds and even. So parking is always a means to an end. So have a look at who's parking in your facility and what are the attractors to your facility and make sure you understand what the dynamics are around the area where people are coming to. So the big box store is still closed, the restaurants are closed. You, know, you really have to reevaluate the, 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 the reason to open or the pricing that you, the pricing structure you have associated to your car park. I'm imagining. Yeah, I'm just um, I'm thinking about like you know if I have to go park and I have to go somewhere I'm gonna go to work for the day. Like it, if someone could wrap more cert more around that trip, so maybe my dry cleaning's in my car, that's being picked up and dropped off while I'm at work, or it's dropped off the next day. Maybe my food that I want to take home with me for dinner is, you know, delivered at just the perfect time and sitting in the front seat when I leave out of my car. Um, I've done some shopping on Amazon and my packages are in my trunk. I mean, like those sort of, you talk about being a smart hub, but maybe it's more about wrapping some smart services around the trip. And if a facility was capable of delivering all that, get my car washed and my oil change while I'm there too. I don't know. These are just ideas, but there's always well, an interesting use case around what's the point of having parking guidance cameras over your bay. Maybe the facility where you're tracking people dropping off services to your car or your car space or the car space next to your car in the instance of having every second space utilized. Maybe yeah. there's a there's a use case there for, for those camera-based parking guidance systems to, to validate those transactions. You think about right. it, with most cars today, you could just plug in a device into an OBD2 port on the car, which is a diagnostic port under the dash that was its own cellular device, and through an app, you could unlock the trunk or a portion of the car so that someone could retrieve something from your vehicle. So like a, a delivery service basically was gain, could gain access to your vehicle to pick up and drop things off. There's a, a car sharing app called Get Around, which is clearly going to have trouble right now and during this, That where I can do that with an app now. I can, I can show up at a car that's randomly parked on the street somewhere and, and rent it for two hours and the car unlocks and everything and through the app and it's all done through that obd2 module so i mean there's ways to do this pretty easily they're already happening today yeah i think that i mean it, it's interesting because providing some level of suite of services the, the, the concepts of of um you know oil change and and car washes you know those have those have been around in the in the parking facility you know industry for a while but it would be a game changer if we could find a way to combine you know, goods delivery with, with, you know, somebody's transaction, because I, th I think, and this gets away from kind of the revenue side of it, but just 
this, my opinion is, I think, you know, we've all spent more time over the past five weeks with, with our families, with ourselves, outdoors, you know, it's going to be a tough transition to go back to, you know, 14 hour days of, you know, working, grocery shopping, all those types of things. We're going to want to combine some of those things so that we can still continue some of this normalcy that we've created and doing that by creating or combining all of the goods delivery and the errands into one place is, is pretty interesting. And what, what I think is, is from the manager side of it, if we can monetize that, like it becomes a partnership between Amazon, Instacart, the, the dry cleaner, whatever, to be the preferred provider for XYZ parking facility, there's an opportunity for both sides to, to, to gain revenue from that. And that revenue, that monetization from the parking management side could serve to offset some of what we're going to lose from, from people that just may not come back into the, to the city or to the, to the office or to the event or whatever it may be. You know, you, you, uh, you hit on one very important, you had a lot of important things there, but one thing that really struck me was what I've gotten back through all of this is a whole lot of time, time to do other things, time to spend more time with the family and still accomplishing, you know, the same level of work, maybe not, uh, you know, generating some of the same revenue, but at the same time, I do kind of miss some of the, you know, you were a traveler like I am. Oh yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind taking a trip right now. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with you. You know, yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been a while. It's like, all right, you kind of getting itchy a little bit. I mean, maybe it doesn't need to be quite at the frequency it was, but, um, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth on that, but I, uh, but, but I you're right though. The time part of it, I mean, we've, we've gained so much time that we're able to spend on things that we haven't been able to before, that if we can continue to capture that by providing a higher level of customer service, that's that's a natural sell for parking operators and managers around the country. I think we just came up with a few new businesses between these episodes. So one, we might um, have. A structural, yeah, a structural <clears throat> engineering company needs to focus on repurposing existing structures into something more usable, and how they can how they can deal with all that. I think that would be a good uh, a good side business. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's so fun. How do you make money? How do you make a clip? on if it's if if we're embedding pickup services and we're making that part of our uh, part of our parking experience even if it's a temporary parking experience like a 15 minute on street pickup sort of experience how how do we monetize that those generally have been free of charge if you imagine traditionally well from the convenience charge something would be worthwhile i mean the parking facility's got to get something out of the picture and sure you know if you're if you're passing a, also passing a credential to the person making the delivery that allows them to come and go seamlessly, you know, I think that that has a lot of value. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been, yeah. I've been doing Instacart here for the past couple of weeks to get groceries delivered and there's a service fee, there's a delivery fee. There's, a, I mean, there's, there's all of these things baked in that you could, you could add in a, you know, convenience fee for the facility. You know, you also asked about the curbside though, like the, the side where, you know, pulling up to do a curbside loading or a, you know, maybe it's DoorDash is, is picking up curbside from a restaurant. We've already started having that conversation in the industry about how to monetize that even before this happened, because we were beginning to give up real estate to commercial loading and, and goods movement and people movement that wasn't parking related. And so municipal parking managers have already started talking about how do we monetize that? And the monetizing it part is, is fairly easy. You, give them an app, you, you know, you use,
use you know location-based information from their car or whatever the enforcement side of it's been the tricky piece because it's such a quick transaction that you can't do it in the traditional method with a parking enforcement officer so you have to automate that um, and maybe seeing our curbs transition more quickly to goods movement may facilitate that legislative process to automate the enforcement um, so that we can actually do that because there's a substantial amount of revenue that can be generated at the curb by non-traditional curb uh, transactions mm. i was thinking on the side there about the comment you made about time lester and and potentially if your demand for transients is decreasing your contractors and your staff maybe where you've traditionally put them in far away places maybe you're moving them closer to the facility to to provide a shorter distance of transit just for their their walk into the facility um you yeah. know that's right sizing the, the staff nesting approach i wanted to i wanted to speculate a little so this comes off in particular states there'll be a day right where it's everyone you can go you can go and do whatever you want you can, can go I, and park you go wait. back to work what do you do as a facility in the days leading up to that big bang you know are you expecting everyone to be out for i imagine there's going to be the event side i mean do, that's yeah. one do you have a giant event or is that going to be like taboo to have some huge event oh, it's going to be the end of world war Two. you know it's going yeah. to be everyone's driving <laughs> everyone's driving everyone's having massive yeah i, I would imagine i don't know maybe maybe it is a little less squeaky than that maybe it's essential services and you bring certain parts of the community back online at different times and it say, becomes manageable they do say this is going to be the second baby boom <laughs> very true very true well, I, so i'll give you an example now like i mean we, we talked about in the previous episode about you know clean, cleanliness of parking facilities and things like that but um you know gary means in lexington kentucky um you know they've seen 90 percent drop in demand and revenue but what they decided to do during at least this portion of the shutdown is we're going to clean all of our parking facilities we're going to you know update whatever we need to do from a technology perspective we're going to make everything completely spick and span and ready for day one so when everybody comes back um they've got their best foot forward and i think as we as we figure out what you know 100 percent open for business looks like that's what parking programs and operators should be thinking about is what is that ramp up for you know cleanliness best foot forward if they do something from the service you know like we talked about earlier in the episode how do we get that implemented there's gonna be a lot of work to get these things ready to go and get policies passed so that they can continue to absorb this changed behavior. You think valet becomes less popular? I do. Yeah. I think it's going to be tough. Uh, you know, valet typically being around events or restaurants, um, you know, we just don't know hotels. how the restaurant and hotels. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, and it gives, at least in the short term, I mean, do we, we don't want people coming in our house, much less getting in my car. So, right, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's very hard to predict how else everything's going to be different. Yeah. But there's no doubt that things will not have the same shape and color that they did before on some level. And some things may, uh, may be completely the same, but it certainly isn't going to be everything. 
There's some interesting well, decisions on how you value parking out assets. Part of what we do is look at the, the long-term value of those assets and how quickly they sort of turn back to normal will be will be will have a direct impact on whether you reinvest or not whether you decide to completely reorientate your parking situation and invest that money you'll have to start looking at exactly when you would make those investment decisions and this is key to you Lester what are you hearing in terms of people looking at changing the way they're investing in their parking assets so we've looked at you and i, I think of we're going to do a little discussion on software as a service and hardware as a service if the money's potentially not there you want some way to to moderate the risk and make it a shared risk in these uncertain times yeah i mean i've certainly seen that uh you know people are now looking more towards that sort of offering that seems to have all of a sudden mm. you know a lot of deals that were all you know CapEx purchases of all are transitioning over to these service type offerings. I mean, that, that's a something we were fortunately prepared for and had something in the tank to offer, but uh, where it was more, you know, a small percentage of the deals were these kind of, you know, hardware as a service or infrastructure as a service deals, parking mm -hmm. as a service, whatever you want to call it. Now, and we're 90% were CapEx, it's just went, it just flipped, at least through this period here. I think that continues. I think that'll normalize. It's, it's an interesting way, particularly if you don't quite know the level of demand that you'll get back to. You'll want to yeah. moderate and have the option to move that infrastructure on. Yeah, even though it, I mean, it costs more money, obviously, to do it that way in the long run. Over the same period of time, you'll spend more. You'll still spend more money doing it that way, but I think um, you know, just trying to like you said, moderate that risk in some way is all of a sudden became very popular. Mm. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. New construction seems to have not slowed down at all. I don't know if new projects are going, but everything that was under construction or moving along at one point is uh, still seems to have its foot on the pedal. According to all the states that we're working in, construction was completely left alone. It was left on the list of Essential, essential functions absolutely yeah, yeah the question is the so next I, round of construction right like the you know six yeah. months out does that does that get delayed because of funding or, or project planning or whatever it may be yeah look i'm more worried for me uh, economically I mean, i'm more worried about july august september than i am about you know april may june yeah like we're in good shape right we, there's mm. business that's been secured and has been done and we work with a long lead time stuff here so a lot of deals are an average cycle is like close to a year from the time you hear about a project to the time you're paid your final check on a project a lot of times sometimes longer on you know airports and other large deals like that but so uh we're a cruise ship at the moment the united states economy is and the engines got cut off and it's coasting and it's going to take a long time to understand how how much of a slowdown there will be. Because even if it all bounced back tomorrow, you're going to have a period of time where it's going to continue to decline. Um, it's almost like the it's almost like they're talking about the curve, right? It's going to peak and then it's going to come back down. Well, the same thing's going to happen on the other end economically. It's going to continue to go down for a while before it makes that turn to go back up. And it'll be after they return us all the work, I think. Yeah. 
interesting discussion for sure and we'll keep following yeah. it um in terms of as soon as we can get our COVID 19 passport that we've we've gone through it and we have some sort of immunity then uh we'll be back at work that might be an interesting aspect to this as well as who you led on your facility from time to time you know are they a, is there a legal obligation around introducing someone who hasn't been tested hasn't been screened uh doesn't have the disease whether they oh, come when, back when do they release flights mm, yeah sure. when, when do flights come back I mean, that's, that's tricky. Yeah. Trade shows, right? When, when, when do the trade shows come back? Those are very people-centric events. But we'll yes, see. they are. Well, hmm. cool. Um, I think that's it. I think we've beat the topic up enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to you. give it a few more weeks and get into it some more. Thanks for yeah, letting me ramble. So. Thank you for listening to the Parker yeah, no X podcast. <laughs> we sincerely right, appreciate it and yes. hope you are enjoying our content. Please remember to rate, review, comment, subscribe, and share. And follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The following has been a production of Parker X.